2: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a nutshell for this Thursday morning. It's the 2nd of June, 2022. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair for the next hour before Vossi and Brandy with breakfast through 1170 Sydney. Patton Heels through 1620 Gold Coast and SENQ with a very big show between now and 6am. Quite a lot of live sport going on at the moment. I'll have a detailed French Open update shortly at uh, No. Bret Phillips uh, this morning. Uh, one quarterfinal has just finished a five-set thriller and we've got another one starting uh, due to start any minute so we'll keep you across that. That's of course after yesterday morning, Rafael Nadal over Novak Djokovic in four sets, which was a, another entertaining match. We've got some football on as well, soccer on as well. Uh, some important games. The Stocks The Socceroos are in action at the moment, uh, but we've also uh, got a World Cup qualifier between Scotland and Ukraine. I'll update you on that in just a second. And we're going to speak, hopefully, in around about 10 or so minutes time from now to our soccer expert, Jonathan Gallo, uh, and we'll hopefully speak to him in around about 10 minutes from now and get his thoughts on everything happening. The Socceroos, of course, have an important World Cup uh, qualifier uh, coming up next wednesday morning so a lot to get through it is one and a half past five welcome to the show the hot topic thanks to rain built tough for aussie conditions when it comes to water heating ask your plumber to install a rain. And of course, the NRL round starts tonight, so have a look at that and the build up to state of origin. Does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot, and strong. Ask your plumber to install the ream. Now, just before we get on to uh, the hot topic, I'll just update you on those soccer scores, football scores at the moment. So the Soccerers are playing a friendly against Jordan, and it's half time in that game at the moment, and one all uh, in that game. Um, and between Scotland and Ukraine, so this is a World Cup qualifier, of course. Uh, A lot of emotion involved in uh, this game. We've had 15 minutes gone, still nil all between Scotland and Ukraine. But we'll keep you up to date with that. And as I say, we'll speak to Jonathan Gellow, our football expert, in around 10 or so minutes time from now at two and a half past 5. Now, uh, after 6am this morning, Vossi and Brandy will be focusing on this a lot and playing some of your best Ray Warren moments. But we thought we'd get the ball rolling a bit early. Of course, he announced his retirement yesterday. Just one short of 100 origins, and there was a lot of talk even up to, I think, yesterday morning on Matty White's show with uh, Andrew Webster. We weren't sure whether he would be um, calling that origin, but uh, the 78-year-old announced the news a week before the first state-of-origin game uh, last uh, for next week. Uh, called 99 state-of-origin games, 45 NRL grand finals. And, of course, with last year's uh, between Penrith and South Sydney, his last event. Uh, Been calling other sports for 55 years, rugby league and other sports for 55 years. He said, I've decided my time in the commentary box is over. I'll miss calling immensely, but I think it's time to move on with my 80th birthday only 12 months away. I really want to thank everybody so much, all my workmates at Channel 9, Channel 10, uh, Radio 2GB, and where I got my start at Radio 2LF and Young. Who each gave a youngster from Junee a chance to turn his dreams into reality. Hopefully, my story will carry some inspiration into the lives of other young kids from the country. To the game, uh, the NRL and the players for giving me the privilege of calling such a great product. And finally, the viewers for allowing me to share a little time in your living rooms since the early 1970s. Uh, born in Junee, he began his radio career at Radio 2LF in Young alongside Ken Sutcliffe back in 1966. Uh, transitioning into television in 1974 with Channel 10. And then, as we know, he joined Channel 9 in 1988. He called the Rugby League World Cup that year, uh, kickstarting one of the great careers in the game. Uh, Warren also called three Melbourne Cups during his career and a number of major swimming events, including the Olympic Games. Uh, obviously, we know him and remember him most fondly in this part of uh, the world for his Rugby League commentary, but... Uh, his swimming commentary, some of those swimming calls uh, throughout his career, commentated on the I think it was the twenty twelve Olympic Games as well in London. Uh, just sensational, um, and he was inducted into the NRL Hall of Fame in two thousand and nineteen. Um, yeah, so um, an amazing career, fifty five years. In rugby league, so on o four five seven in Sport o four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred o one eleven seventy. I want your favourite Ray Warren moments. We'll pass them on as well to Vossi and Brandy, who's going to play, who are going to play a heap of them uh, throughout the morning. Uh, but your favourite Ray Warren moments o four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Chance to win a Velveline T-shirt as well uh, this morning. Um, Channel 9 CEO Mike Sneesby paid tribute as well, saying the great white Ray Warren is synonymous with nine and rugby league for fans, players and most of all, everyone here at the wide world of sports. We are so pleased that he will remain an integral part of the team and thank him for his five decades of calling live sport. We look forward to his insights, memories, and character in our broadcast next week for Origin 1 and beyond. He brought the game to life for a generation of fans in their lounge rooms. Uh, you were the voice of Rugby League, Rabs. Thank you. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, they're going to play, Volsci and you are going to play a lot of these clips uh, throughout the morning, but I think this is one of the more famous ones. Down
0: the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Albert. Albert. Albert will score. Albert will score. Yes. Newcastle have won the grand final. Albert is over. Yeah,
2: 1997 ARL grand final between... And the Newcastle Knights and the Manly Seagulls. Oh, I was at that, that grand final, it my first grand final. What a finish it was, uh, and what a call there from Ray Warren. I might play another couple this morning, but what to hear from you 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your favourite Rabs moments? I was working last year, just before we get on to some of the other news of the day, uh, I was working last year with Chris Warren. Uh, on uh, Sunday here, Um, and we got Rabs on a couple of times, and I'm not usually nervous uh, calling any guests, but felt like speaking to royalty when he uh, came on the show a couple of times. Um, Some people I saw on social media disappointed that he won't get to 100, but uh, he's called it on his time, and I think that's a great decision. So he will be very much missed, and I don't really think there'll be someone like him Um, ever again. Uh, A lot of great callers uh, around these days, but uh, Ray Warren, uh, one of a type, uh, called his first uh, rugby league game on the 21st of May, 1966 in South Central New South Wales on 2LF. And then in 1974, he um, joined Channel 10 to call the Amco Cup. He stayed at Channel 10 for 13 years um, and then called three Melbourne uh, Cups between 1980 and 1982 uh, became Channel 10's Chief Rugby League Caller in 1983. Um, in 1986, he left uh, Channel 10 and then joined Channel 9 in 1988. Um, and in 1989, joined the State of Origin uh, team and became the head caller for Rugby League on 9 in 1992, a position he has held uh, up until uh, really yesterday. Uh, so just an amazing career for Ray Rabs Warren. Your... Um, Thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. uh, Your favourite Ray Warren moments this morning. Uh, Any suggestions, uh, we'll pass on to Vossi and Brandy that they'll no doubt try and play after 6am. Eight minutes past five. Uh, As I said, we'll speak to Jonathan Gallo shortly and we'll give you a French Open update as well. Now, uh, there is a round of football uh, kicking off tonight. You wouldn't know it. there's a lot of other news going on with that and State of Origin. A condensed round of football as well. We'll preview it in more detail uh, tomorrow with Charlie So We'll review tonight's game and preview uh, the remaining three games. But and the Titans taking on the Cowboys tonight at 7.50. You will hear that as well on SEN uh, with the call team here. It's going to be an interesting game because the Cowboys have been a bit decimated uh, with injury, uh, not with injury, with State of Origin selection now, whilst the Titans have been, and we've touched on this quite a few times, have been uh, very disappointing uh, throughout season 2022. But this time of the year is always a chance uh, for uh, the teams that aren't as affected by State of Origin to claw a few wins back and claw their way up uh, the ladder. Jury Forbes, Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler will bring this one to you uh, tonight through SEN. They'll be on air from uh, 6 p.m. Normally, I would tip the Cowboys. I probably would still lean towards the Cowboys, but I think uh, with a lot of players out due to state of origin, I think the Titans may well uh, get the win tonight. The other games coming up uh, this weekend, tomorrow night, uh, the Panthers up against the Bulldogs, which I think, and we'll talk, as I say, more with Charlie about this uh, tomorrow, but I think this is going to be a fascinating uh, game between the Panthers and the Bulldogs. Now, obviously, uh, the Panthers first and the latter, the Bulldogs last But the Panthers without a lot of their players and news coming out of Canterbury as well overnight that they have dumped their fullback Matt Dufty for Friday night's big match against Penrith. Now, he was selected at fullback on Tuesday night, but has been told he won't play unless there is a late injury. He will now be pushed back to either 18th or 19th man um, the Bulldogs coaching staff yet to name a replacement, although uh, it is understood Jake Avarillo, who was named on the wing, will play fullback uh, for the game against the Penrith Panthers. Corey Allen is now tipped to play on the wing with uh, Jacob Carrez moving to right centre. Uh, Canterbury management was hoping to keep the decision on Dufty in-house until an hour before kickoff, off uh, but uh, we're not happy when uh, the news was revealed. Uh, so disappointing uh, for Dufty there. Uh, he's been... Uh, Not in the greatest form uh, this year, it has to be said. A lot of... Uh, weaknesses in his defence, but he won't be there for that game against Penrith tomorrow night. We'll see who does take that place at fullback. Uh, the other two games across the weekend, Saturday night, Manly and the Warriors, and Sunday afternoon in Canberra, Raiders and the Roosters. As I said, full uh, review and preview of all of that tomorrow morning at the top of the show. At 11 past 5, 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can phone 1300 01 1170 asking for your favourite round moments this morning for your chance to win a Velvelina t-shirt. We'll take a break on the other side of this. We'll update you on the French Open and we'll speak football with Jonathan Gello. It's 11 past five. It is coming up to sixteen past five. Asking if your favourite Rabs moments this morning. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or if you have an next qu- uh, question uh, related to soccer or football for this next uh, man, Jonathan Gallo, who is on the line. John, good morning. Morning, Dan. How are you, mate? Uh, Very well. Now, a lot going on. Uh, We'll get to the action that's on right now and uh, a very important week coming up for the Socceroos shortly. But let's just go back uh, to the weekend. uh, I say just gone, but a few days ago now. Obviously, a lot's been talked about about the Champions League final, what happened beforehand and some of those uh, disgraceful scenes. And then uh, some good news, Nottingham Forest on Monday getting promoted to the Premier League.
1: Yes, yes, it's been quite a bit of a fallout, hasn't it, from the Champions League? There was a about a fifteen twenty minute delay mm. in kick off, and obviously the news started filtering through online and uh, through social media that uh, that Liverpool fans and, and that couldn't get through some of the, the gates. The gates had been closed, and they were directed or redirected to go through one particular gate. And as a result, there was a bit of a stampede effect happening, and uh, they were just all told to uh, to pretty much settle down. Everyone will get through the game. They'll delay it. Uh, as a response. But a lot of Liverpool fans were saying they were treated or mistreated quite poorly. Um which is which is quite sad, isn't it, that this happens in, in football still and that, you know, stadiums can't get their uh, gates and entrance gates in order. We obviously, you know, had flashbacks of the Hillsborough disaster straight away and obviously that was a very sad time in world football at the time. So um I'm glad that in the end it got sorted. In terms of uh, for- Nottingham Forest getting promoted, yeah, they won 1-0 against Huddersfield in the uh, knockout playoffs to get promoted to the English Premier League, third versus fourth. Uh, fantastic game of football. Nottingham Forest, for those who aren't aware, probably uh, the famous days of-, of Brian Clough with two super- European Super Cups and what a team they were back in the day. So I think uh, to have another historic club into the Premier League, along with you know, the likes of Leeds and all those other quite famous clubs in the Premier League battling away, Uh, It's such a great feeling to have Nottingham Forest back in the Premier League. I think it's been almost about 40, 50 years since they've been back. So, um, yeah, quite a time in
2: uh, in Nottingham, that's for sure. Just quickly as well, just on Liverpool's season before we get to the international football, how how do you rate their season? Obviously, uh, very competitive, only minutes away from winning the Premier League, uh, losing uh, to Real Madrid. They did win the FA Cup, but... I think I've seen on social media some people saying it might be a bit of a disappointment how their season ended after it showed so much promise.
1: Yeah, interesting you bring that up. I had a conversation just yesterday about mm. that to a die-hard Liverpool fan, and I said to them, you know, look, with two FA Cup, with an FA Cup and a, and a Carabao Cup, yeah. two Cups against your name this season, obviously, you know, fantastic in its own right, very two historic tournaments, and uh, nothing, you know, nothing short of that, but... In terms of the major league component, you obviously have him won the Premier League and the European Champions League. Now I said two out of the four. Only a week ago, it was potentially going for, for all four. How do you how do you now feel? And they said it was definitely a failure from from Jurgen Klopp and the coaching staff because of the, merely because of the squad they've got. You know they've got the likes of Son Salah, Firmino, Diego Jota, you know, Jordan Henderson, all those players that you can ride a lot from start to finish. They've all been fantastic. Even the, the bench players coming on would probably be starting players in, in other lesser teams in the Premier League. So when you look at that and the squad depth and how well they've been playing, you probably feel like you know you've been a little bit short exchanged as a, as a Liverpool fan. To only walk away with two cup competitions. Um, I think you know bigger teams don't like to be referred to as a cup team. It's almost seen as a bit of a you know dismissive statement when someone says that to you. But unfortunately, that's the reality for Liverpool this season. They are just a cup team and. Falling short on two major trophies, no doubt Jurgen Klopp will be feeling quite disappointed by all that, as would all Liverpool fans right around the world and and players alike. So, the the hardest thing I think going forward for Liverpool is how do they pick themselves up after this? You know, I mean, it's such a long season, it's been mentally draining for them. They're going to have the the World Cup during the course of uh, November, December, like we spoke about last time I was on the show. So, that's going to kind of put a halt to their season as well. So, it's it's going to be a strange one to see Liverpool bouncing back. I just wonder how they'll go after being so close yet so far.
2: Yeah, going to be very interesting in that Premier League season, as you mentioned, as you, and as we spoke about last week. is going to be halted. Um, speaking of the World Cup, uh, the friendly going on at the moment between the Socceroos and Jordan, it's one all after 63 minutes. But uh, the really important stuff for the Socceroos, next Wednesday morning at 4 a.m., against the United Arab Emirates, uh, they need to uh, win that. Then they uh, need to beat Peru if they do win that. Look, Tommy Rodgick uh, announced the other day that he won't be playing, which is a massive loss for the Socceroos. Uh, you never give up hope, do you, John? But it's a hard task, I reckon, for Australia to make this year's World Cup.
1: Well, sometimes as a Socceroos fan, Dan, hope is all you've got. So, um <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's one of those things that uh, we'll, we'll cling on to through, uh, to the very end. But, mm. yeah, I mean, they are going to have to rely on other things and hope to be a UAE, particularly over there and in the UAE. It will be packed. It will be quite a scary place. You know, they're, they're quite uh, passionate fans over there, believe it or not. They'll be really over at top of the stadium, so... It's going to be quite an intimidating atmosphere for those who probably haven't uh, debuted or, or haven't been quite used to this kind of situation before where it's a must-win game for your national team. Nothing gets more nerve-wracking than that, in a, in a way. So, I suppose it comes down to who can hold their nerves the most. I mean, UAE will be nervous, obviously, playing in front of the home fans. They won't want to let them down. But the soccer rules will know that uh, if they don't get the result there, there'll be quite a reception when they get home. So you know throughout media outlets and commentary on on you know where do we go from here type of thing so um yeah i think both both national teams want to do that. obviously the country's proud i just hate to see that uh, you know what happens to the Socceroos if they don't qualify because in terms of the the wider impact you know the, the interest in the game we spoke about it last week on the show is already at a tipping point when you compare it to you know, the other mainstream sports and then you look at the the coverage of the a league and and the disappointing aspects of the a league we spoke about last week as well Gee, the Socceroos weren't able to qualify for the World Cup. It'd be such a uh, such a hit on the uh, on the national stage, right around Australia for, for football this country. Unfortunately,
2: yeah, and, and as you said, the A League has been struggling. And if the Socceroos don't qualify for the World Cup, I think, as you say, it's just going to take another hit. And I'd be interested to to know as well and uh, wait and see. And hopefully, look, the Socceroos do make the World Cup. But it, let's just say the Socceroos don't make it. What do you reckon the level of interest will be in the World Cup this year? I mean, it always catches eyes and people have their second team or maybe their first team as well, depending where they're from. But uh, the level of interest, especially uh, this year, I suppose... One thing, even if the Socceroos don't make the World Cup, John, is at least it's not going to clash with the Rugby League or AFL season, but it is going to be in the middle of summer, not the middle of summer, but the start of summer in Australia where people are up to other stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Socceroos don't make it how much interest there will be in the World Cup this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and obviously in summer, in our time, we've got cricket, you know, Mm. playing a lot on our TVs in that that time of, of year as well. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see how that unfolds here in Australia, particularly uh, not that, probably FIFA really care about Damn how Australia no, you know, not, feel about things, no. to be honest with you, because they don't really care about how the rest of the world feels, to be honest, with the, the guitar rollout, but that's a story for another day, but I think it's just, you know, look, it, it will take a hit, there's no doubt about it. I, I think, as you said before, those, most people have been growing up watching the World Cup knowing that Australia hasn't been in the World Cup, mm-hmm. so and particularly my age and, and even older past that, obviously, so... You know, I think they've all got their first team preference. If if Australia went to make it, the other beauty about Australia is obviously we've got so many multicultural backgrounds throughout. So, um, you know, we're very fortunate to have that in Australia. And I suppose if Australia don't make it, there'll be someone else they pick. Whether you're Italian, whether you're, you know, well the Italians it won't aren't be Italy. there either. So they've got the same <laughs> dilemma. So that doesn't a good idea. But maybe the French, maybe the English, obviously, you know, it'll be Croatians. There'll be all that right throughout. So. Yeah, look, there'll be plenty of other teams I'm sure they'll have up their sleeves to support. I think as an Australian, you'd be closely want to go back to supporting England the U- as they have a, probably a great chance this year to, uh, to win the World Cup. So mm. I suppose many Australians will flock over on the the white three lines of of the uh, England national team.
2: Some of us, literally. Uh, John, now, uh, just before I let you go, uh, World Cup qualifier, this could be an amazing story. 37 minutes gone, Ukraine won, leading Scotland nil. Now, selfishly, from my point of view, I'd like to see Scotland make it because I'm going to be over there at that point in time. But I think... A- aside from that, I think Ukraine uh, making the World Cup would be just such a great story. They lead 1-0 after 38 minutes. There's still uh, a long way to go in that one. But what a story it would be uh, if Ukraine can win that game and make the World Cup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We talk about Shevchenko, the, uh, the left-back Man City, spoke at the press conference yesterday about what it would be like for the Ukrainians to, to have a national team at the World Cup. And he almost broke down in tears in response. I don't think he should hardly get a word out. I think yeah, obviously look but in a way I, I suppose as you said, there's a lot to be said about Scotland being in the World Cup, too, because we know how much the Scots bring in terms of the atmosphere to the World mm. Cup, and the great one potentially between Scotland and England would unfold in in the group game because whoever wins this game goes into the same group as uh, as England, so the potential for that would be would be enormous. I know that uh, look Ukraine as well have had some some terrible times obviously in the last couple of months It's been well documented what's going on over there. But uh you know, I think Scotland in this game they, they all, you know, sang the Ukraine national anthem as best as they probably could. They had the Ukraine flags all on their bags as well. Um, you know, they've been nothing but respectful to the Ukrainians at the beginning of this game and, and throughout. So um has been fantastic to hear that football's kind of taken a, a back seat, you know, in in the lead up to this game because everyone knows what's going on over Ukraine is, is a terrible situation. So hopefully uh you know the Ukrainian players can get on with it. I think they'll be more nervous than anything before. Imagine you know, imagine being on a national potentially on the national stage representing a country and knowing that unfortunately it's almost a war torn country at the moment. So must be a lot of pressure on, on the Ukrainians but uh hopefully they can get their job done in, in one way. But As you said, I know Scotland being at the World Cup will just add another atmosphere to it all all the more. So uh, it's a hard one for me to pick. I'm a bit torn just like you. Yeah,
2: yeah. 39 minutes gone on that one. Ukraine 1, Scotland 0. We'll keep people up to date with that. John, as always, a pleasure to speak to you. We'll chat to you again uh, either next Wednesday or next Thursday or maybe both days. uh, Seeing what's going on with the Socceroos and uh, see where we're all sitting this time next week in terms of the World Cup.
1: Yes, mate, yes. Well, Wednesday will be a packed day. We'll have the Socceroos playing UAE in the
2: morning, and then I think it's the same night as Origin. Uh, yes, so, uh, yes, busy day uh, next Wednesday. Uh, just uh, put that down in your calendar there too there, Dan. So, yeah, look, it'll be a fantastic day, and uh, can't wait for next week, mate, when I'm back on the show. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, John. We'll speak then. Speak soon, mate. Uh, Jonathan Gallo, our great football expert. And across everything, yes, of course, uh, state of origin night, the same day as a World Cup qualifier. So you'll be up at uh, 4 a.m. in the morning and then, uh, well, awaken to about 10 p.m. at 10.30 at night. Thank you, John. We'll have a chat with him again uh, next week on the show. 27 and a half past five. Latest on the French Open in just a second. A couple of texts, though, uh, asking you this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170, asking you your favourite Rabs moments. Yeovil Truman has been in touch. He says, hi, Dan. Uh, So many Rabs moments to pick and remember. His call of Mark Coyne's last gas miracle game winning try for Queensland in game one of the 1994 State of Origin series has to be up near the top of the list. Uh, yes, and I dare say uh, I'm pretty sure I'm 99.9% sure that'll get a run after 6am with Vossi and Brandy. Great suggestion there. Uh, Yeovil Treman. and Brett has also texted on 0457 736 736 saying morning Dan, a bit of a left field nomination for Ray Warren uh, during 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 the uh, 2000 Sydney Olympics, he called Susie O'Neill Madam Butterfly, breaking the world record in the 200-metre butterfly. Yeah, as I said at the top of the show, we obviously remember him uh, for his uh, uh, rugby league calls, uh, but I thought he was a terrific swimming commentator. We have a lot of good swimming commentators out there, and especially, uh, what, 10, 15 years ago, but he uh, was definitely up the top. Uh, one of the best, if not uh, the best. Thank you for that suggestion. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Chance to win uh, your uh, Valvoline t shirt, your favourite Ray Warren moments. We'll pass that on uh, also to Vossi and Brandy, who'll be talking about it and playing a lot of them out after 6 a.m. This morning, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Your favourite Rabs a moment now. Uh, no, Brett Phillips this morning, but still a French Open update. Thanks to B Solar, let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit B dot Solar to learn more. We've got. A quarterfinal that has just got underway uh, between Rune and Rudd. Now, Rune is uh, the player that Brett Phillips uh, spoke to me about last Tuesday morning on uh, the show. He's a big rap on him. It's just started, uh, so literally in the first few points of that match. But we've just had a amazing game between uh, Rublev and Marin Shilik. Um, well, match and five sets it's gone to. It's finished. Uh, finish. Uh, uh, seven five. Uh, Ruble, sorry, Silic has won this game, so. Uh, Cilic lost the first set 7-5, uh, then won the second set 6-3, the third set 6-4, lost the fourth set 6-3, and won in a fifth set tiebreaker, uh, which was a 10-2 in the end. So 7-6. So Marin Cilic threw to the semifinals of the French Open. We'll keep you up to date as well uh, with his other quarterfinal that has just got uh, underway. And in terms of the women's singles, uh, Iga uh too good this morning uh, or overnight, 6-3. 6-2, uh, so no real surprise there. Uh, she makes it through to the semifinals as well, um, and she'll actually play tonight at 11 p.m., around 11 p.m. Australian time. And that was all after, of course, yesterday, Rafael Nadal, uh, four sets over Novak Djokovic, and it looked like Djokovic was going to take that uh, fourth set, didn't it? Uh, he was about 5-2 up before Nadal managed to break him. Um, and win it in a tiebreaker in the fourth set. So, Nadal through into the semi final. He will uh, most likely play uh, tomorrow morning, I would assume, or overnight. Uh, on Saturday uh, to make it through to the uh, to the final. He'll be on court, actually, uh, yeah, tomorrow night at 10.45 p.m. At 10.45 p.m. So looking forward to that against uh, Zarev. So that is going to be a very interesting match. That's a French Open update. We will speak to Brett, though, tomorrow morning. Uh, thanks to B Solar. Let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit b.solar to learn more. At uh, 29 to 60457 736 736 or 13- 300 01, your fave Rabs moments for your chance to win a Valvoline t-shirt, 0457-736-736. We'll take a break, come back with more. You're listening to Tradey's News in a Nutshell. Yes, yeah, 7.5 to 6 o'clock. Don't forget this season, Makita helps you rule the outdoors. Coming up through SEN 1170 after 6am is Vossi
0: and Brandy and Vossi is here uh, now. Morning, Vossi. Uh, good morning, uh, Dan. I'm following the big sports event mm. of the morning. I think it's Johnny Depp's 70, Amber Heard 2 at the moment is the scoreline. Oh. Uh, Johnny Depp's been awarded 70 million. Uh, Amber's been awarded 2 million. Do you think she'd
2: so... be disappointed with
0: that? I, th- I would uh, yeah, be. Yeah, I think it's, pretty, it's a pretty emphatic win, but yes. she has been just awarded 2 million. It was 70-0 a moment ago, so she's coming back. It's now She's now been awarded 2 million. Good comeback story. It continues. Yeah. Yeah, great comeback. Good luck to her. Good luck to her. Um, you'll be talking a lot about Ray Warren uh, this morning, playing some of his great uh, moments. You worked with him for many, many years. Oh, yeah, and loved every moment of it. 18 mm. years I worked at the Nine Network with Rabs, who was a childhood hero, my lad, mm. Dan. Mm. I used to go along to Leichhardt Oval, mm. the old MCO Cup midweek matches. I'd run down to the fence. Mm. I would scream my head off behind the kicker <laughs> and, and then go home and watch the replay yep. uh, that night or the, the game being broadcast, and Rabs even once mentioned, all oh, the kids are giving him curry there, you know? <laughs> And that was me. That was me. And I went on to work with Ray, who was just, you know, I, I tweeted yesterday when mm. the news came through. It's as simple as this. Ray Warren made the sport that we all love better. Better, Yeah. He, he made a great product mm. even better mm. by his talented descriptions and calling of it. Mm. And even some of his, and we got a text earlier
2: on uh, from Brett, some of his
0: swimming calls uh, throughout his career as well, oh, not oh, just rugby oh. league. Hundred percent. The swimming, exactly. A great, great example, Dan. Because mm. swimming is event. You go along. They only they only swim at walking pace. Yep. But Rams yep. brings it to life. Mm. You know, they're they're competing against that line. No, so talented. Great broadcaster. But above all, just great fun to work with. He was quirky. Mm. He was a weirdo yeah. as well, like we all are. <laughs> yes. Um, at times. Mm. Um, but yeah, great storyteller. Terrific company. Mm. And uh, very hard to replace. And go to play some of his best moments this morning. Oh yeah, and the listers can buy into that. They can. Um, they they have to uh, put in their wish, and we will see if we can. Um their wishes our command and play it. Sounds
2: good. Looking forward to that. Uh, we'll hear you after 6am with Brandy who's back in New South Wales camp and I'm sure looking forward to it. Thank you Lieutenant Diane. Thank you Andrew Voss. Andrew Voss and Greg Alexander back with you from 6am through 1170 Sydney uh, up in Queensland through SENQ and 1620 Gold Coast. It'll be Pat and heels to take you through after 6am. Uh, the Socceroos they are in action at the moment as well and it's actually just gone full-time and Australia have won that game by two goals to one. So a good win for the Socceroos, but it is only a friendly. We'll see what happens uh, next week in the World Cup qualifier. Meanwhile, Ukraine, after 51 minutes in a World Cup qualifier, they are leading Scotland two goals to nil. So Ukraine very close to making the World Cup. Vossi Brandy will keep you up to date with that and also with the tennis going on at the moment as well. Uh, Thank you for your company. I'll be back tomorrow morning for the last one of the week from 5am. Standby, breakfast is next. It's Ty Power's Power's Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's
0: together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.